Welcome, welcome to our Pini. This is Saratova Best. We are learning Parachadash and Yitzhi Tetei. The Sikha said on Shavuot, Tavshin Nanalas. Let's hear the question. What question are we exploring? Well, so one question is, what will the Torah like be like in the future? Will it be the same? Will it be different? If that's the case, then what applies to us the most is, if Hashem looks in, into the Torah, and he creates the world from the blueprint of the Torah, the world is going to look like the Torah looks, essentially. Or depending on which part of Torah he looks into, that's what kind of a world he's going to create. So the Torah of the future, will it look the same as now, or will it look different? And then, of course, the other question is, what's the world going to look like? So we know that the world is going to be very different in the future. So let's, let's work backwards. That means the Torah is going to look very different in the future. That's the one from which the world is being created. So let's look into this idea. Because one of the chidushim of Yemaisa Mashiach, the Rambam says, In those days, knowledge, wisdom, truth will proliferate. How? That means in that time, in those days of Mashiach, there'll be much more understanding, much more truth, much more wisdom, but real understanding. Deya and Das. Why? What's going to change the world? Do you notice that most people are wise now? No understanding, no truth. No, not too many people. So what will change? So Melech Mashiach, who is from the seed of David and Melech, he will he will be a Baal Chachma more than Shleim Melech. Well, okay. So if he himself is very wise, even more than Shleim Melech, then the fact that wisdom will proliferate in the world, we can assume it's coming from him. And Navi Gadol who carved the Meishravim, he will be a Navi on the level, close to the level of Meishravim. So these two things, he'll have great wisdom, he'll also have great Nevoa will cause what in the world? Because of that, he'll be able to teach the whole, all the people and show them the ways of Hashem. You need to have incredible wisdom and nevua to be able to teach the people. Now, wisdom we get, we understand. You have to be very wise to teach such a stubborn, you know, such a stiff-necked people. But have prophecy? Why do you need that? Well, and what's going to be? Since Mashiach is going to teach us, then what's going to happen to us? So we will be very wise. How wise? And we will know great deep hidden secrets. And we will understand, have the knowledge of our Creator. Well, there you go. Mashiach will have great wisdom, great understanding, and great access to truth. He's going to give all of that to us. Wisdom, understanding, access to truth. Because we'll get it from him. He will lead us. How deeply will we understand? We'll know great deep hidden secrets, secrets, and we'll be able to grasp the knowledge of our Creator. 
you'll know, you'll be able to see the source of everybody and everything as much as is humanly possible. This all comes from Mashiach, that ability. So Chazal say the following. The Pasuk says, Ki Tyra will come out of me. Who's me? This is one of the testimonies, the prophecies of the Geula. Now, what it, that's based on the Pasuk in Yeshaya. It says, Tyra Chadashim There will be a Chiddush Tyra from me. Will come out of me. Who's me? Hashem. In the future, Hashem will sit and and he will dairish Tyra Chadasha that will come through Mashiach. So there's going to be a whole new level of Tyra, a whole new world, which comes from a whole new level of Tyra. And that whole new level of Tyra will be brought down by Mashiach himself. So now we go back and ask, uh huh, Mashiach needs to be very wise, Shal Chachma. How wise? More than Shleim Melech. That's as wise as you get so far. And he has to have incredible prophecy. Another Gadol, close to the, Meishir, the level of Meishrabim. With those two things, those two characteristics, he'll be able to teach us. Seems to me all he needs is to be wise and he can teach us. As prophecy, if, somebody, if, if you go to somebody and say, teach me how to do this and that. Since when do they need to be a prophet to be able to figure out how to teach you? But Mashiach will have to have prophecy in order to teach us. Why? Because this level of Tarechadasha, what's he going to, here's, let's say it like this. What, one thing is, he has to have access to tremendous wisdom. That one you can't figure out with your thinking brain. You can be a Baal Chochma, you can be very wise and have a lot of knowledge. But Tarech Adasha, you don't access it with your thinking brain. For that you need prophecy. You have to pull it down and access it with an, another part of your brain, soul, etc. So then, before we figure out figure that out, one more question: What is this Tairachadasha that he's going to bring down, bring out? It's two things: it's a chiddush in halachas. Um, uh, sorry, it's a chiddush in the revelation of the secrets of Tyre. It says there are things that the mouth holds. You know, the lips are closed and they're held inside the mouth. The secrets of Hashem that you're not supposed to know, you're not supposed to reveal. That's why it says, Yashkeni Minashikas Pihu. But he will, Hashem will give out those things that are normally sealed, so to speak, by Hashem's lips. They will be released in Tarukh And we will be, he will reveal to us incredible secrets. Now, for Hashem to just reveal those straight to us, it's not going to work. If he kept them sealed, secret, all these generations, it's not likely that he'll just let them out. Fact is, if you're not a, if you're not ready for a certain secret, you know, sometimes people will <laughs> ever have that experience. 
um, you'll go somewhere with somebody. This happened to me. You go, you go somewhere with someone. And, and then at the end of the trip, they say, don't tell anybody that you and I went to this place. Let's say you go bowling. I don't know. Don't tell anybody you went bowling. Oh boy. Now I have to remember what I'm allowed to say. They say, oh, you went bowling. You went for yourself. Wow. He goes bowling by himself. Oh no, I went with somebody. Who'd you go with? Uh, and then you have to remember, oh, don't tell me your secrets. You don't want me to tell. Just don't tell me. Don't, 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 don't tell me afterwards. I, I, I don't need more secrets on my head. If you went with me to the bowling alley, I don't need more secrets on my head. If Hashem kept it a secret, all of these generations, secrets are heavy. Leave me alone. Keep your own secrets. I don't, I don't want your secrets. Secrets are very heavy. Hashem's just going to open up and give us all his secrets. Are we going to be ready for them? What do you do with them? Ask me first. Before I go with you to the bowling alley, ask me first. Are you ready to keep this a secret? Yes, I am. Right? If somebody asks, if somebody tells you in advance, this is a secret. Oh, okay. I'm ready for it. So, this is private. Don't tell me afterwards, by the way, this is private. You didn't know. So, right? We, we have categorized what eternally has to be private and what isn't. For instance, when people are working with professionals, when the professionals know everything is private. Really? The laws of professionality are if somebody comes up to you and says, oh, I heard that Mary Jane said you did a really great job working with her. You're not allowed to say, oh, great, I'm happy. You can't even acknowledge that you work with her. There was once a fertility doctor who was in Shul on Shabbos. And someone came up to him and said, Mrs. Green, it's not green, Mrs. Blue, Mrs. Yellow, said you did a really great job with her and she's really happy with you. You would think. He would say, oh, thank you. He looked the person in the eye and said, I have no idea what you're talking about and turned and walked away. He's a professional. He can't acknowledge that he worked with Mrs. Blue or Yellow. He has to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why? Because at some point it could be used in a court of law. You know, oh, yes, the doctor agreed. The doctor admitted that's true. You came to him for fertility treatment. And it could be used in a court of law. So the doctor cannot even say, oh, thank you. Oh, happy, happy to hear that. You can't even do that. They have to play completely dumb. I don't know what you're talking about. Who are you talking about? What are you, what, what, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are situations where people understand professional context. It's forbidden. Not even to mention, oh, yeah, sure, this person. Not, nothing. Another context, two people went to a bowling alley, make an agreement beforehand. Don't tell anybody I like to go bowling. Should told me beforehand. Now I have another heavy secret on my head that you don't like to go that you like to go bowling. Oh, great. So we have categorized. This is this is this is confidential, and this is I don't know who remembers. 
goes in two different categories. Or else I won't ever say, you know, they say, do you know Mary Jane? I don't know. I don't know anybody, anything. So if Hashem is going to give us his secrets, that he didn't want to give us all these generations, they need to be treated very carefully. Is that it? Kept his mouth closed all these years, so to speak, his lips sealed all these generations, and then suddenly he opens his lips and he tells us all the secrets, and everything is just going to go smoothly? No. No. Hashem has to do it through Mashiach. Hashem tells Mashiach the secrets. And Mashiach tells us the secrets. And it's done in a very, very gentle, subtle, very wise way. Every time Mashiach tells us another secret about Hashem, it, it comes with the whole, you know, it's like honey versus sugar. Honey, sugar comes with no enzymes to digest it. That's it robs the system. Honey comes with the enzymes that are needed to digest it. The full service package. The secrets of Hashem that are revealed by Mashiach, through Mashiach, come as a full service package. Every time Mashiach gives us another secret of Hashem, he gives us the tools and the ability to be able to integrate it into our lives, plus, plus. So by definition, all those secrets come through Mashiach. That's one part of Tarah Hadasha. The other part of Tarah Hadasha is that it's a Chiddush, it'll be a Chiddush in Halachas of Tyre, as it says in the Medrash about the Leviathan and the Sharabar. How are they shechted? You have these two animals. There's the ox and there's the fish. The Leviathan fish. The ox kills the fish um, with its it gores it with its horns. But the fish shechts the ox with its fins. Now remember, an ox needs shechita. A fish does not. There are not, I think, there are not specific halachas about how to end the life of the fish for it to be kosher. I don't know, but nothing specific. An ox, absolutely. It's so exact about how to end the life of an ox so that it's it's kosher for for consumption. Very exact. So you're going to have in Yemaisa Mashiach this war between the, the, the ox, the Sharabar, and the Leviath and the fish, and the fish will, its fin will be used to shecht the Sharabar. Then this meal of this fish and meat will be eaten by tzaddikim, internalized by tzaddikim. Keep that in mind for the end of the sikha, which is a bit away. will be internalized for tzaddikim. By tzaddikim. Meaning, since we see that Mashiach himself has been elevating us and elevating us and saying, Your whole nation is tzaddikim. We're going to eat that meal. And we're going to internalize whatever was accomplished through that interaction. We can say as a, a hint for the end of the Sikha, Shita is an elevation. 
whatever the, the ox represents, the animal kingdom, whatever it represents, and we can we can surmise. We can sort of, I don't want to say guess, we can kind of figure it out. What the animal kingdom carries with it represents the physicality of the world, etc. When it's shifted, it's lifted up to a higher level. In Yemais the Mashiach, the frequency of the whole physical world will be lifted up. Rambam says, Eilam Kamin Haganayag. The world will operate in its regular way. There will still be grass and flowers and trees and sidewalks and cars and bicycles. But in Gullus, that stuff used to seem pretty trivial, trivial, incidental. Klipas Naiga, the less you think about it, the less you're involved, the better. Do the minimum and just get it out of the way. So classically, it was just get that stuff out of the way. Don't, don't spend 15 hours choosing wallpaper. That's the cla- that was the classical approach. Spend two minutes on your wallpaper, whatever you get, you get, and spend the rest of the time learning Torah. That was the classical approach. That's no longer really the approach. Not a mitzvah. I say to spend 15 hours on on wallpaper, but the question is not how long you spend choosing wallpaper. The question is what you're choosing the wallpaper for. You're choosing it for the third base of English. You're choosing it for the Chabad house. You're choosing it for the place that will spread light to the whole world. If you're not, how long can you spend on it? Not even a split second. Not how much time you spend on it, it's what you do with it. Even a quarter of a second is too much time to spend on wallpaper that isn't being used for Kedusha. It's not not fulfilling its purpose. So the old classical approach is more the physical world is junk, sleep on the floor, eat a piece of bread, have a little bit of water, bread and salt and water, and that's it. The simpler, the better. Because the physicality of the world, the ox, was very dense, was concealing Hashem. Now we're at a point where the Rebbe says that the physicality of the world is has become not only translucent, which it was, which has been going through a process throughout all the generations, but, so to speak, transparent, in that the beer, the purification of all those sparks in it, has been completed. So we can say that there's a certain transparency to the world that we never had before. In Mashiach times, the world will be fully transparent. You will see Hashem in and through every single physical thing. Every stone, every rock, every seesaw, every every swing in the park, every park bench, you will see and experience Hashem. So, the the relationship of the ox, the physical world, the real, gosh, it's like real physical world. You know, like an ox is like, you know, like an ox, you know, real, an animal in the world, like real physicality, you know, like, ah, real good physicality. 
our relationship to it has changed. It used to be stay away from it as much as you can. The bare minimum, whatever you need to survive. That's no longer the case. You see that? You see how many, how many answers the Sheikh Abbas used to get all the time from the Rebbe about making the conventions beautiful and good food and beautiful decorations and all of that and, and, and weddings, the weddings should be beautiful, you know, again, don't spend your fortune on it, but things should be nice for lots of reasons. So that austere way of living is no longer our way of living, not because we're too weak to be able to do the proper Avaitis Hashem. Avaitis Hashem has upgraded because the physical world, the ox, has upgraded. Remember that when you shecht an ox, you upgrade the ox. When you shecht the shahabar and the whole physicality that it denotes, you're upgrading the frequency of that physicality. Because in Yemaisa Mashiach, you're still going to eat meat, drink wine, plant rose bushes, sit on park benches, order a new phone, um, whatever, you know, whatever it is, order yourself a better quality laptop, you will. Receive the, the lawn with grass. You know, name all the things. Order, order new rain boots. Order nice rain boots, not just functional ones, but nice ones. Because the physicality, the ox, will be upgraded to the point where it's shining Hashem's light. It's not blocking it anymore. It used to block. Anything that blocks Hashem's light, get away from it. It's just going to drag you down. It's hard enough seeing Hashem's light without more stuff getting in the way blocking it. But when the very same thing has become upgraded and now it's shining Hashem's light, let's have as much of it as we can. More, more of that, more of Hashem's light. And his essence in that. So that's the second part of Tarakadasha, that there will be a change in halacha, which is that this fish, the Levyatan, will shech the Shorhabar, will upgrade. In Shita Elahamshacha. In when you shech something, you upgrade it to the next level. It's frequency, so to speak. When the Shorha Bar is shechted with the fin of the Levyasin, the, the, the physical world will upgrade from the way it was, hiding Hashem, to a higher level, higher frequency, revealing Hashem. So what needs to be done is that then, now the world has changed, now the people need to get used to the fact that the world has changed. Because everybody knows the example of the person who, you know, um, collects, you know, lives a very meager life, and you know, when 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 different things are, you know, different food supplies are given out, they benefit very much, 
And then everybody knows the story of that man who then won the lottery. Now he's a, he's a millionaire. So he asks his rabbi one favor. He says, first of all, I'm going to donate a big amount to your shul. Now that I'm a millionaire. But I ask you one favor. When I stand in line to get the donations of food so that I can bring back food to my home, could I, do I have to stand at the back of the line? Would I be able to be first in line? This is a well-known story. He hasn't figured out yet that he doesn't need to stand in line for the food. He's a millionaire now. He can actually buy his own food. He can donate food. He's in a different category now. So often what happens is we're upgraded or the world is upgraded and we don't, we can't adjust to it. So we stay in the old mindset. The world moves forward and we're back there. And what happens is a lot of friction. We think we're spiritually poor. The world, the world is offering us spiritual wealth. We're used to being spiritually poor. We can't adjust. And many, many other parallels. So therefore, the world will be upgraded from hiding Hashem to revealing Hashem, through shefting the Sharabar. How do we internalize that? That new reality. We eat the meat that was shefted. We eat the upgraded meat, the upgraded meat which carries with it an upgrade in the frequency of the world. We eat it. It becomes our very flesh and blood. So the tzaddikim will sit and eat that meat, that meal of the shorhabar, the ox, and the leviathan, the fish. So all of that is for what, what is, where is it bringing us? Torah Dasha includes, as we say, deep secrets of Torah that were never revealed before, and at the same time, a, a change in halacha. What's the change in halacha? It's about the Shorabar. What kind of knife will be used to chef the Shorabar? A kosher knife? Not one that we recognize as kosher. When a person shechs, when the shechs shechs, he checks the knife very carefully. It can't have one single nick. It has to be very, very, very smooth. You ever see the fin of a fish? Like rippled potato chips. It's ridged. That's not just slightly not kosher. That's completely off the grid. So how can it be used for the most, in a way, the most crucial meal of all of history? Tzadikim will sit there and eat it. You want to serve them good hefshah, don't you? And and the whole upgrade of all of Gullah to Geula is going to happen through this meal. You want to make sure you do it right. Good, good, good shita. And what's happening? A knife that we don't recognize as kosher. That is used to shech, this meat. So the question is asked. This is kosher shita? Etc. We know if it's not a very smooth knife, it's not called shita, it's called strangling the animal, choking the animal. Not called shaking, it's called choking the animal, hunting. So what's the answer? How do you use such a knife? Amara Kadesh Baruch Hu. 
Tarachadasha Niti Tese. Hashem says, Tarachadasha, the Chiddush Taira. The Chiddush will happen in the halachas of Taira, that this Shita will be kosher. Okay, so here's the question we have to ask. It's, it's very clear in Tyra that all the mitzvahs, you know, you don't add, you don't subtract, you don't change them. Nothing changes. So what, what is this? And what is this idea of Tarah Chadash Mitzitesh? It comes through Mashiach, who's a Navi Gadol. Tarah is not in heaven. And a Navi, he has the permission, he's given permission to be Mashadish in Tyra. So when we're thinking about the secrets of Tyra or the change in Halacha, about revealing the secrets in Tyra. Um, you can't really get to them by learning. It's not, you can't get to them through the thinking brain. Um, but rather, it's a level of secret that your thinking brain won't get you there. Come through Mashiach. He's a Navigado. And so this is the gather of Nevoah. So, Mashiach gets these secrets by Nevoah as a direct communication. It doesn't come through his thinking brain. It doesn't figure them out according to the principles of Tyra. So how are you going to call it Tyra Chadasha? It's Nevoah. So when you're thinking about the Chiddush and Halachas of Tyra, um, as we said, you can't change the Halachas. And everything remains the same, so, and Tyra is not in heaven. What's going on? So, whatever a Talmud Vasis brings out, everything was given to Maisha Revenu at Harsinai. A Chiddush that is brought out in this generation was given to Maisha Revenu. So, what happened in Matan Tyra? The general principles of Tyra, of Tyra were revealed. And that's how we know Lis Barsvaras, Bahalachas of Pilpul, and the Kushis, Perukim, we know how to go down into the depths of the Sfarah and the, and the reasons of the Halachas to understand something within something, um, and to be Mechadish, Halacha. So, not only that, when we're talking about the Drushas and Haggadah, and to think very deeply, to know Hashem, most of the secrets of the Tyra are in the Chachma of Kabbalah and knowing Hashem, they are in Agada. Most of them are hidden in the story. Okay. So if the Talmud Vasek works and works and works with his brain to figure this out, it's his Chiddush. He's working with his mind to figure it out. And so if the revelation of the Chiddush is done according to the column of the Tyra that were given by Meishrebenu, um, that's included. In other words, to say it in a short form, everything was given already to Maishra Bainu. But let's just say this it's as if it was given to us in, and it's in suspended animation waiting to be pulled down. Waiting to be brought down into this world. So the same thing with Tarukhadasha that will be revealed in the future. Matan Tyra is one time. There's not going to be another one. And everything was given. Even Tarukhadash Mitzitete that will be revealed in the future through Mashiach 
and all the secrets of Tyre and all the changes of Alacha, etc. They were all given to Maishar Bain. It was all there kind of in potential. It just has to be pulled down into the world. There is a difference between the Kedushim through a student in this time and what will be revealed in the world, obviously. So let's see, because they're kind of two different levels. So the Kiddush and Taira that we reveal now, we have to work on it really hard. Before it's revealed, they're included in Taira in a way Meshur Benu has this whole body of Taira of knowledge. It's all sitting there. If you go in with the proper learning tools, you can pull that, pull one out. It's called Helam Shiyeshna B'Mitzias. It's concealed, but it's there. Imagine, you know, you want to make challah, you have in your house somewhere, you do have flowers somewhere in one of the freezers and yeast somewhere behind a shelf and the eggs next door they have them. They're stuck there, but it's all, it's not available. So imagine that idea of Helen, Yeshna B'Mitzias. It's concealed, but it does exist. Okay. So if that's the case, that's, that's one kind. That's Tyra. Maisha Benu is given the Tyra. There's a lot of stuff there, a lot of wisdom that we haven't pulled out yet. That's totally different from Tarek Hadasha. doesn't matter how hard you work, you'll never pull it out. Because we have no ability. It can only be pulled out, extracted, revealed by Hashem Himself. That's why it's called Tarek Hadasha Mi'iti Tete. It comes out of me, Hashem. And so... All of this Tarek that's included in Tyra, it's in a way of what's called Helem Lagamre She'ein Eina Shaykh Lagili. It's concealment that can't be revealed. Concealment that can't be revealed. It's called Helem She'ein Obamitsiyas. And therefore, how's it going to be revealed in the future? doesn't help if you work on work and work. It has to be revealed through Hashem. And it's a chiddush. Never was revealed before. And you wouldn't be able to do it. And we wouldn't be able to do it. It's Tarek relative to the Tarek of now. Tarek Adam Lamed. The Tarek that we learn in Eilam Haza is like nothing. Hevel relative to the Tarek of Mashiach. So, um, okay. So let's look into one other point. So now, if all of this is done, Taruch Adasha is going to come down through Mashiach, and he has to be a great Navi. That's part of the Tyra that was given to Meishu Bein Misinai. Yeah, that Mashiach will do all this. And the Tyra can't be changed, and Tyra isn't in heaven. Torah is not in heaven. So here's the principle. Torah does not come to us through Nevuah. Nevuah is a direct communication. You know, do not bypass any steps. Uh, sorry, Nevuah is bypassing all the steps. Hashem going straight to speak to the Navi. Direct communication. 
That's not called Torah. Torah comes down in this generation. There was only one time that Torah came down as Nevoah, direct download from Hashem to the person. When was that? Once. Maishar Bainus. 40 years, giving of the Torah. It's sent down directly. You don't have to think it through. After, after you get it, then you think it through with your mind. But Nevoah means you didn't think it through. You just got a direct communication. It was a one-time thing of Torah. It was all downloaded over 40 years. And then closed, sealed, no more. No more. And now you learn whatever is there. So, again, we're trying to figure out why Mashiach has to be a Navi. So when we're talking about revealing the secrets of Tyra, the level of Tyra that can't be revealed by a person, only by Hashem, is completely higher than the seichel of a person down here. And Torah is not in heaven. That's why that's why it's called Torah Kadash Not it will be given, but it is being given. Through your mind. So when it comes out of Shemayim, Meiji to come down here into this world, to be revealed as Torah Kadasha, who does it come through? What does he have to do to be able to do that? He has to be a Navi Gadol. You can't have that direct communication coming down unless you're a Navi. Good. There's only one little detail. He's a great Navi. He gets all these communications from Hashem. But it's not called Torah. Ain Navi Rashi L'Chadish Dachar. What he's hearing from Hashem, he's not allowed to call it Torah. It's his Nevoah. It's not called Torah. So what does he have to do? Then he has to use his mind, which is, that's where he's great and wise, Baal Chachma. He uses his mind to learn all this stuff and work it through the principles of Torah. Imagine what he's sent to, sent by Hashem, comes down to one, his right brain, you want to say his right brain? And it, as Nevoah, and it moves over to his left brain, as something that he has to work through rationally and understand. You see that all the time. Take a look at the look at the footnotes. What are those footnotes? The Rebbe would go to the aisle, receive a communication, come back, sit in 770, say what he was told at the aisle, in a way of, you want to say, Nevoah, and then the necessity was for all of that. Those footnotes are the process of extracting all those ideas and working through them through through the principles of Tyrus. That's what you see in a Shricha or a Mimer. That's why Mashiach has to be a Navi to get that communication. And, and very wise to be able to work it through the principles of Tyrus. Tyrus Hadasha will come down to him in a way of Nevoah. And come into our own wisdom. And he will teach the whole nation. And they will become Chacham and Gdailim. According to the fullest of human, human capability, they'll be able to know Hashem. Which means, the highest things of Terah Hadasha, we will be able to understand. That's number one. And number two, when it comes to the change in Halacha, then... 
um, you know, what kind of knife you can use for the Sharbar, we could say the Chiddush in the Halachas of Shechita maybe weren't said for this situation. Maybe weren't said for this situation. This situation is one. You have the Sharabar and the, the Leviathan. Maybe well, you can't figure it out. How does this apply? It doesn't make any sense. Good. Maybe it doesn't apply to this situation of Shrita. So, we're going to just look into one little piece here. Okay. Maybe it's a one and only one time thing. Once in history, the Leviathan will shech the Shahabar with its, its, its fins. Maybe it's what's called Hirasha, a temporary suspension of the halachas, and then you're allowed to change it temporarily. No, that's not called Tarachadasha. As we learned from our Chacham and the first Chacham, um, if a Navi comes to you, then, you know, it's Nevoa if he's saying we're changing the law for temporarily. It's not really part of Tyra. If the Shita of the Shahabar, the way it's going to be shafted, is it's not a temporary change. It's the Chiddush in Tyra. It's part of Tyra. It's not a, okay, now we put Tyra on the side, we wait, we change the Halacha temporarily, and then we go back to Tyra. Nope. Part of Tyra. What it is is, in all the body of all the halachas about shechita, there's one halacha that no one ever thought about, which is, hmm, there will be one time that the Leviathan will shech the shahabar, and that's the meal we're going to eat, all tradition. What kind of a knife will it be? Whoever thought about it? Nobody knows. Whoever thought about it? This is part of Tarah Hadasha. All the halachas of Shita, they include one halacha that nobody ever looked for before, except for Mashiach. This is the, if, if you would scan the whole Tarah about a thousand years ago, you would have found it if you knew, knew where to look. You, ha, you knew how to derive it to see there's one time when the halachas of Shita will be different, and that's part of the halacha. A person has a pressing reason to go in a car on Shabbos. That's part of the halacha. It's not they break the halacha temporarily. It's part of the halacha. So, we see, actually, when we're talking about Hoi temporary change, the Raghat Shavar says, Eliyahu Navi Har Karmel. So what happened? Question is, where were they allowed to offer carbonos? Um So the question is, you know, all about this, about is it a temporary change? Not. Um, it's not a heter to change the halacha. Maybe all the laws of all the laws of Shita were said with this in mind and when this happens, you do it in such a way. That's what the Raghat Shavar says. Same thing with the Chiddush that will be a one-time thing 
of using a special knife to shech the Sharabar. It's in there. That halacha has always been in there. You don't have to change the laws of halachas. You know, for instance, everybody has to stand in line to get into the concert. There are no exceptions. There are no exceptions. Everybody has to stand in line and you have to wait your turn to buy a ticket. There are no exceptions. Now, what if the queen arrives and she wants to be go into the concert? Are they going to make her stand in line? No. Oh, you mean they're breaking the rule? No. So what are they doing? The rules, when they say no exceptions, the rules include that if the queen comes, she does go in. That's not breaking the rule. That's part of the rules. No one ever thought about it before. Everybody was so busy thinking, you know, who's getting in and when. They didn't think about it. Well, what happens if the queen arrives? So, this is the Chiddush. So, this Chiddush that can only, cannot be revealed by a Talmud Vasek, this Chiddush, this little detail in the Halacha of Shita, that one, where do you find it? Where do you squeeze it out? Nobody ever saw it in Halacha before. Funny that maybe nobody thought about it. I don't know. We didn't ask all the people throughout the generations. Nobody ever found this little Halacha. Right. Only Hashem will reveal it. And he'll tell it to Mashiach. For Mashiach, it's very simple. Often you'll learn Tichas of Maimarim and questions are brought up that just seem impossible, unsolvable. And really good questions. And all of a sudden the explanation, the answer is so simple and you think, well, I wonder why I didn't think of that. Why didn't anybody think of that? It's such a simple answer. It wasn't simple until it was revealed by the Rebbe. And then it became very simple. He pulled it out of the, of, of the hidden domains and now it became very simple. So Melech Mashiach, who's a Baal Chachma, very wise, more than Shlaim Melech, he's going to, he has that combination. He's going to get these direct communications from Hashem. That's his Nevuah part. But then, in order for them to become Tyra, he has to work them through with his mind, through the principles of Tyra. So it comes down, imagine sort of a flow coming down from the heavens into, as a direct communication to Mashiach. And now he's, he's, he's completely full of all that wisdom. It's not yet called wisdom, that, that divine communication, the divine download. Now he has to move that divine download over to the other part of his brain. Let's say from the right side of the brain, left, right brain to the left brain, and work it through the principles of Tyra. So he can't just be a great Navi who gets the divine downloads. That's only one part. Now he has to be a great scholar and very wise who can then find all the sources in Tyra and see how it syncs up with everything in Tyra and where, where it connects. Um, and then he has to be a really good teacher. He teaches it to us. And by the time it gets to that point, he teaches us, he teaches us the deepest secrets of Tyra. And they seem so simple. We actually, 
wonder why we didn't think of them up ourselves. The answer is they weren't simple until he, until his divine download happened and he worked it through in his mind, the principles of Tyra, and then he sent it to us. All of a sudden it became simple. It was right on the surface. Any child could pick it up. Before that, any child could not pick it up. Any scholar could not pick it up. Nobody could pick it up. No one could figure it out. So that's called, those are the two parts of Chiddush Tyra. Secret, divine download, change in halacha, work it through the principles of Tyrus. And that's why Mashiach pulls down secrets, the divine download, he's a Navi, he's a prophet, and a wise scholar who works it through principles of Tyrus. He has that combination. Without those two, he can't be Mashiach. He can't do the job that Mashiach has to do. So, these two things, revealing the revelation of these great secrets in Tyra and the change in Allahas, that's what Tyra Chadasha is. So we have to say that they're clearly connected. That obviously the Chiddush in Tyra comes as a result of, if there's a change in Halacha, a change in Tyra is obviously because great secrets, secrets were revealed. And how this all fits together really depends on the whole interaction, believe it or not, of Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Do we approach the Torah in a very strict way, a more liberal way, a more conservative, you know, a very open liberal way or a very conservative way? Do we have to be tougher? Do we have to be easier? You know, relax more or tighten up more or loosen up more. Which one? Because after all, what we're doing is trying to make ourselves into vessels for these incredible secrets in a way that we want to widen the vessel. Remember that secrets that you never could hear before, you need to be ready for them, as we said at the beginning, which means widen the vessel, get the vessel ready for, you know, you're ready for a big secret, Sit down. You know, you have to at least sit down if somebody's going to tell you a big secret. You know, or, you know when somebody calls you and says, are you sitting? You're like, oh, no, what do you want to say? So, but in this case, Hashem is going to say amazing things. But he kind of is saying, um, I think you need to sit down. I'm going to tell you something very big. So you, you need a broad vessel. You can't be, you know, uh, standing on one foot um, on you know, uh, with yourself balancing on the top of a chair trying to get the plastic plates down from the top cabinet and you're sort of half balancing on the edge of the counter. You can't do, you need to be grounded and have a nice broad <clears throat> big vessel to, uh, to pull it all in. And that will be explained how that can happen and how that is happening with us in the next segment. So may we be Zaisa before this next segment of the Gula Media Special mm-hmm. immediately now.